Wow. Okay, business owners, crazy times means big help is needed, and I'm here for you. Right now, lock in my special offer, 50% off all social media marketing packages, from we do everything for you to we plan with you. Whatever you need, we are here to help you market your business on social media. Hi, this is Glory with Successful Marketing Group. For a limited time, you can get my entire team of super smart social media marketers working for you for 50% off all level of packages. Don't wait. Go right now to SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com backslash social and let's get you where you need to be. Thank God for this show. I get to stop staring at my TV screen and watching America immolate itself and talk some hoops with Cheryl Reeve. But of course, this show, the Cheryl Reeve show, is about more than just basketball. So the topic I've been dying to get to that I wanted to talk to Cheryl about all week uh, is Becky Hammond. But of course, Becky Hammond is only one of the big picture news stories involving the WNBA that has arisen lately, the Atlanta Dream helped flip the Senate. They helped get a black man elected to the Senate in Georgia. Uh, It's one of the great sports stories of all time in my mind. So where do you want to start, Cheryl? You want to start with Becky Hammond or the Atlanta Dream? Well, let's start with the Atlanta Dream. I think that's, um, um, you know, sort of front and center, so to speak. Uh, You know, it's kind of crazy to think that the Becky Hammond news is kind of old news right now. Uh, But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly hit both. But the idea that um, you know, being in the bubble in Bradenton in, in 2020 and uh, being around and watching uh, the women of the WNBA uh, be so uh, thoughtful, uh, courageous, uh, their ability to collaborate, you know, organize, mobilize, um, to, to watch that all, you know, kind of come to fruition, uh, the, the ways in which that they said, you know, this is not okay. What what Kelly Leffler uh, is saying, and 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 she offered a letter to uh, Kathy Engelbert uh, with regard to her feelings about the WNBA's support of uh, Black Lives Matter uh, movement, and and our response to it. Um, so it was the entire uh, WNBA led by uh, the players of the Atlanta Dream. Uh, but you know, the the solidarity that the WNBA was able to show. Uh, you know, for our, our sisters in, in, in Atlanta, um, it was absolutely incredible to see the results of the November election as we put so much time and, and energy and effort into uh, getting out the vote. Uh, more people voted than, than have voted in a century uh, in the general election. And then also, you know, to see the runoff, um, you know, the results there. Uh, I have not been more proud uh, of the WNBA and its players, and, uh, and and what we have stood for, and uh, a part, you know, being a part of history in such a meaningful way, um, they they just get so much credit. There are so many people that that have been involved in this for years. So many black women uh, that we never even get to hear about that have been fighting this fight for years. Um, obviously, the WNBA and, and the Atlanta Dream, um, you know, are, are in the last year kind of pushed that you know, push that, that movement, uh, you know, past that finish line and, and got to a place that um, will be talked about in history books. Raphael Warnock was polling at 9% when the Atlanta Dream players started meeting. And this wasn't just a simple 
uh, okay, you know what, let's just go for the Democratic candidate, whoever it is, or let's go for a black candidate, whoever he is. They really vetted him. They met with him. They talked to him. They came to believe in him and they elevated him from, and it's not just, not just them. Stacey Abrams deserves an incredible amount of credit, not just for this race, but for basically having an election stolen from her in Georgia. And instead of pouting, just turning and working for everybody else and making this happen. The the Senate does not get flipped without Stacey Abrams. But the Atlanta Dream, they did the work and they they were shrewd about it and they were diligent about it. And Raphael Warnock, (laughs) I mean, he was a long shot candidate and the WNBA played a major role in getting him elected. It's it's, It's an amazing thing. Yeah, they absolutely did. Like you said, it, you know, the, the the thoughtful piece is always what's really important to me. Do your do your homework. Know what you're talking about. Educate yourself. Uh, and they did that to the nth degree. And and like you said, you know, he went from being you know a, a candidate that did not appear uh, like that, that he could win. And I had a lot of people tell me that they did not know uh, the Warnock name until they saw it on the jerseys of the WNBA players. Uh, so it was incredibly impactful. Uh, and, and how poetic uh, for Kelly Leffler uh, to be defeated by a, a person of color. Uh, it was absolutely poetic. And, and uh, I stayed up for the results on that one. And, uh, you know, again, just really, really proud, proud moment. I want to talk about Becky Hammond and some other uh, aspects of this story here. We do want to remind you, this is the Cheryl Reeve Show, part of TalkNorth.com. Listen any way you like. Go to TalkNorth.com. Find uh, the feeds at TalkNorthPod on Twitter. Uh, however you listen, if you get a chance to rate us or pass the word along, uh, even verbally to other people about the show, we'd appreciate it. We continue to grow the network and we want to continue to be successful with this. I, I really want Cheryl's show to continue to be a big success. Uh, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton, and thanks to our sponsors, Successful Marketing Group, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com, and Cara Quinn, your VibeMN.com realtor. Tell you more about them in a minute. And the other thing about Leffler, uh, and listen, you're, you are a WNBA general manager. You know, I, I don't want to always just put you on the spot with this stuff, but do you have any sense of whether Leffler will just continue to be a WNBA owner? Is there any pressure to get her out? Is that the way things work in your league? Well, you know, I, I think it's pretty layered. I don't know that I have the most up-to-date information. Um, you know, there, there were conversations um, that were had in the bubble. Uh, and so I was aware of, of the sentiment at that time. Uh, I think Kathy's initial reaction uh, around this was that uh, essentially Kelly was not an active owner. Um, and so I think, you know, truth be told, I suspect that they were trying to wait to see how this all was going to play out. Um, but I, I, I think there's going to be, um, I, you know, graceful is probably more than what maybe Kelly Leffler deserves, but uh, I, I just I don't think that you'll you'll see the ownership continue. Uh, how how it ends, I think, is you know kind of um, maybe might be done a little bit different than maybe in the Donald Sterling case. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, all right, well, let's talk about Becky. Uh, just had a conversation with Lindsay Whalen about this too for a piece I'm writing, and Becky Hammond. You know, she's risen in the. In the NBA, as an assistant coach under Greg Popovich, he gets ejected from a game last week. He's walking out, and he just points at her and says, you got it. And it's really interesting. You know, First of all, it is a momentous thing. The first time a woman has run an NBA team as a head coach uh, in an NBA game. But Popovich is also very interesting the way he's handled it, too. He's saying, well, I didn't really think of it as a milestone. I just think she's qualified, and she should be in that position. Uh, so I'm interested, interested in your 
first reaction when you saw Becky on the sideline running a team and also how you think Greg handled it? Well, um, obviously really uh, incredible moment, you know, as, as, as Becky has said, it's, it's a big deal. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought that, you know, pop along the way has, has, has missed some opportunities uh, to be even more supportive uh, of women, uh, women of the WNBA. Uh, I don't want to dive too deeply into uh, the WNBA's time in San Antonio. Thought there were some missed opportunities for him there, um, but I think you know this is the this was the second time. Uh, I think the first time that Pop uh, was was to miss a game, um, uh, Tim Duncan yeah. uh, was the one who was selected, and I uh, you know I I was I was pretty disappointed. Uh, when that happened, but obviously, okay, here, you know, here was the moment and, and, you know, his, his reasoning, uh, you know, it was Becky's scout, obviously all that makes sense. Um, and so uh, I wish that pop would, you know, I, I think what he's trying to say is to him, it's not a big deal because that's how he thinks. And that's wonderful. Um, but, you know, recognizing it actually really is a big deal and we need to talk more about it. Um, and, and this has to become more, uh, the norm and, you know, and just, you know, what we see for women is, you know, look at, look at the follow-up, uh, look at the headlines after, uh, Becky was named coach. Uh, he, she was the, to coach the remainder of the game. And, uh, there were headlines that did not describe her as coaching <laughs> that, that, uh, there were all kinds Directed. of words. Yeah, you know, directing the it, it, it just it, it you have to work really, really hard. If it was a man, it, it's a very easy word. They say coached, coached the team, coached the remainder of the game, and it's just fascinating uh, how these things these things continue to happen. But uh, you know, monumentous um, uh, the you know uh, just the idea that that Becky uh, has now uh, in the record book, so to speak, of of being the first coach, and you know, I, I think you know, we all know this, this is not going to be a surprise. Uh, you know, she'll be a head coach uh, very, very soon. Uh, I do think that the NBA is a league that is, is doing better and better is way ahead of other leagues, even though now we're seeing those leagues starting to, uh, you know, recognize the value of women in leadership roles. Uh, but, but very, very soon, you know, so this is like that next step, uh, even though it's a baby step, you know, Glenn tries to remind me that, you know, baby steps are important. And so, uh, you know, this, this was, this was really incredible. Um, so happy for Becky and obviously for, uh, women in coaching everywhere. I want to thank successful marketing group is obviously glory Ramsey's operation. I really appreciate her putting together another winter wear drive that was very successful this year. Thanks to people like Cheryl Reeve and Janice Shortle and Nafisa Collier and Rachel Bannum. uh, Great person to work with, great person who can help your, your business, especially if you're a small, medium-sized business. And we also want to thank Cara Quinn, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. You can find her information at vibemn.com. And listen, we're you know, lots going on in the country. I know for you know, my business, Talk North, for my newspaper, for the way I shop, the way I spend money, I just want to support and reward good local businesses with good-hearted people. And one of the reasons Cara switched to Vibe Minnesota, VibeMN.com, that's Vibe Realty over in St. Paul, even though she's a Minneapolis realtor uh, largely, she wanted to work with people who aligned with her values. That's the kind of person Cara is. She's been highly supportive of the Winter Wear Drive and this network and this show, and we really appreciate it. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I, often I just read, read people information about her biography, but the important thing is that she's worked in education. She's she's 
been a big part of her communities. Uh, she's the kind of person you want to work with. VibeMN.com or just Google Cara Quinn, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. Uh, there's also going to be an NFL game this weekend, Cheryl, where there will be assist w- women assistant coaches on both sides, and that will be the first time that ever happens. I mean, you know, I, I talked to Waylon earlier this week about Becky Hammond because she competed against her for so long, and she was saying she she was saying what you're saying, which is you know it's inching along, it's not going as fast as it should, but it is moving in the right direction. At least it feels that way. It is, and 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 again, going back to Pop's comments when he does talk about this, it's. It's, um, you know, it's, I guess it's like anything, you know, there are, there are uh, qualified men, you know, there are some good coaches, there are some bad coaches, the same true for women, um, but you need a, a kind of a bigger pool. Uh, you need it to become, you know, more, you know, I, you know, I hate the word normalized, but uh, becomes more of the rule, you know, that, that uh, women are there and women are capable. Uh, and just like with men, you'll see women, some women can and some women can't coach. Uh, so it's no, no different from men and women. It's just the idea that um, we need more. And then there we are, you know, like you said, um, it's, it's just going to be incredible to be on display, you know, as, as obviously football takes center stage this weekend with triple headers each day, uh, you know, in their, in their playoffs uh, and seeing women on the sidelines that helps to, uh, you know, keep that inching along and people thinking uh, in those ways and, um, you know, we'll get there. And I, I I'm just not a, a very patient person. Uh, you know, we, women, we've gone through this for years. And so, you know, <laughs> uh, when men say these things don't happen quickly, <laughs> that's, that's not exactly uh, the narrative I, uh, uh, that I tend to do well with in hearing, um, you know, it's just, it's just time. And, uh, you know, women in these leadership roles, I think it, like in anything, the diversity of thought is, uh, it's just incredibly powerful. And, and so I think uh, we're going to get there. It's going to be in my lifetime. I, you know, I, I, I predict that the NBA, uh, I, I think next season, I think, I think you're going to see Becky Hammond being a head coach of an NBA team. You will have a female head coach. Uh, so that's my prediction. 2021 will, uh, will, will bring that to us. And, and then again, you know, from there it's, um, you know, Be- Becky's going to have to go 82 and 0 when we get back to the 82 game NBA season. She has to go 82 and 0 for the next one when they get a chance. <laughs> Otherwise she'll be viewed as a failure despite, uh, you know, uh, someone like, uh, you know, a Kurt Rambis who, you know, uh, because he's an NBA guy, he can win 15 games over a couple year period. And, you know, it's not a big deal. So uh, that will be really interesting, but I'd love to be sitting here talking about, you know, the idea that Becky's a head coach and how is she doing? Becky is perfectly positioned to become the first woman head coach in the NBA. Uh, is it that simple or would you think that, I mean, I'll be blunt. I mean, you you should be a candidate if you want to coach in the NBA. And there are also great college coaches who might be able to make the transition to the NBA. Do you think Becky's the right person? And do you have any interest in in being the kind of person who would who would break that barrier yourself? I, I think teams that are interested uh, or let, let's use the word committed, maybe more committed to the notion of uh, truly diversifying their their talent pool and um, entertaining and interviewing, you have to have a pool of candidates. Um, and so I think a little bit to Pop's point, if you're only looking at the women that are currently in the NBA, it's a very small pool, mm-hmm. five or six um, uh, coaches. And so therefore, uh, where else do you go for candidates? Well, certainly, you know, the WNBA being around for so long and, and affiliated with the NBA, uh, you have uh, some women in the G League, uh, and then you have the college game. So you have to sort of, you know, take that net, you know, make sure it's a, just like we would do, 
when we hire, we look at all across all, um, you know, of the opportunities to, to bring in uh, qualified candidates. And so I think given that, um, you know, you, you, you have some WNBA people who I think one would be interested and, and two would be very, very good. And, uh, you know, will that happen? You know, that, that's what I don't know. You have to, I think right now you probably have the 30 teams, you don't have very many that are, that are had that have that very high up their list, very honestly speaking. Um, and the, maybe the couple that do, um, you know, the commitment, you know, versus being interested. I don't know if I could gauge right now where that's at. Um, again, I don't think this is, you know, I, I know Adam Silver, you know, is committed to it. Again, when it starts at the top, uh, there's a better chance of these things happening. And uh, it simply is going to take, um, you know, obviously everyone, you know, points to, to Popovich or maybe even Steve Kerr. If you're in positions of doing the hiring, you get people like that, uh, that recognize uh, a good coach is a good coach without regard to gender. Um, somebody's going to take that leap uh, and do it. And then, then you see from there the floodgates open, just like you saw over the last couple of years, you know, women, uh, you know, being in, in leadership roles, whether it's a head coach, uh, assistant coach, assistant GMs, uh, you know, there's, there's a, a variety of positions that you now see women in that we weren't in just a few years ago. So it happens fast. It's spreading a little bit. Um, the big leap, you know, is to that, that top position. And when it happens, then you're going to start to see, you know, that, that sort of that copycat, uh, business where it will more will follow. Um, so I, I think, as you said, Becky is well positioned, uh, extremely qualified and, and, and probably, uh, w- would get the first opportunity. All right, let's talk a little actual on-court basketball. The WNBA free agency period is starting. Uh, how excited are you about this? And, could, you know, one thing I think about the WNBA is I think free agency should be a bigger deal. I mean, you see, the I think the NBA offseason is its most popular season. These people are fascinated by who's going to sign where and for how, how much money. Uh, how do you characterize this free agency season, both for your team and your league? Well, I think last year's free agency period, um, you know, Jim, you hit the nail on the head. Last year's free agency period showed us that um, there's a real thirst for this offseason movement, um, coverage, et cetera, um, you know, that, that I think we're going to see um, momentum off of that. Um, many of the teams share your sentiment that there's, you know, exposure to be had here. And that as a league, we need to do uh, much, much better. Uh, I don't know that the league is there. And and why, I don't know. I, I do think it would be a, a big miss. Uh, individual franchises uh, want to do more. Uh, so I think, you know, as our league grows, and this is, an, a, you know, a place where we are growing, um, you know, I think free agency is going to look a lot like the other pro sports at this point, that you are going to see movement. That's what we've wanted. Um, you know, I didn't want it when I had my, my, uh, you know, the, the, the dynasty team, I, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily open to uh, some of the free agency rules that we have now, but I, now I really like it. Um, but, but the, um, I think it's an exciting time and, and, uh, you know, for fans to be able to connect to the WNBA more year round, I think is really important. Uh, after being off for a couple months, at, you know, in our off season, it's go time again. And January 15th, we're going to begin being able to communicate and negotiate uh, with free agents, February 1 being a signing date. So, you know, these, these coming weeks are, are really big for the shaping of the 2021 season. And we have a lot of people interested. Uh, and so you're going to have a lot of outlets uh, that, are, that are going to be 
kind of jockeying for breaking news and, you know, the, the, the exciting things that, um, you know, members of the media get to do. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to see it, you know, really, uh, you know, be, become even bigger uh, than it was even last season. It is a double-edged sword because the kind of speculation that arises around free agency and when people are trying to break stories, uh, it can be maddening. And there can be a lot of disinformation out there and people can get things wrong and guess wrong. But all that churn does attract eyeballs and ears, you know, and that's what your league needs because you have a great product. You just need more people to pay attention to it. All that sounds pretty normal. Everything you yeah. said, you know, yeah. the, I mean, misinformation, you know, <laughs> all of it is, you know, I mean, and it's, it's just the, it's the way it is. But like you said, I mean, it's, it is, it is, you know, the, the conversations, uh, the projections, uh, I'm all about that. Um, you know, I think responsible reporting, I, I think, you know, nothing yeah. that would, that would cause, but responsible reporting that, um, and, and certainly, you know, there is an element of, um, you know, editorial nature to, to some of this stuff and, uh, but we have a lot of people connected to the WNBA that have covered the WNBA that are doing it because they want to see the growth and they're committed to it. And um, and so I'm excited for them. And, and I think it's it's an incumbent upon uh, the franchises to to uh, be a part of this. Um, you know, I don't I don't think that we can be in the place of, uh, you know, kind of close to the vest and and keep all this in front. I, I just don't think that would, would, would serve us well. And that, I think that that's what's really unique about the WNBA is that as coaches and GMs, we understand that we are a part of the sale of our league to, to um, the public. Um, in the NBA, all you have to focus on is coaching or GMing and trying to hide information. Whereas in the WNBA, it's incumbent upon all of us to get as much information as we can out there so that we can have fans that identify with what we're doing and become uh, even bigger fans and we get even broader fan bases. So uh, a little bit different for us. So you're going to see, you know, uh, each of us probably have our uh, collection of, of uh, maybe uh, sources or, or, or uh, uh, outlets that we talk to. Um, so you're going to see that information and, and, you know, it's going to, you know, whether it's leaks or that, so that it's just going to happen. And I think it's really, really healthy for, uh, the WNBA, as you said, cause I, I think, uh, you know, that the fans want this and, and, you know, um, we, I think Woj tweeted, um, I can't recall the transaction, but there was something last year that Woj tweeted. And, and I think I was, we made it, <laughs> you, we, you know, we need a Woj in the WNBA. And, you know, there's that space, there's that ability for somebody to step in there uh, to be the Woj. And, and there's a lot of conversation around that. Yeah, it, it is great for the league. And, you know, you look at Woj, you look at Adam Sheffer in the NFL, uh, you know, it, they actually end up elevating the league because they're trusted by a lot of sources. They can become a clearinghouse of information and they just they add to the level of entertainment means let's face it there are only so many minutes a year you're actually playing your sport the rest of it is is you know speculation and promotion and intrigue and anticipation and so you you know you can really use a lot of time to build up your brand that's exactly right well said and hopefully uh you know this is kind of year two of the new cba and um, you know, uh, as, as we, you know, get advanced in, in each of the years of the CBA, uh, you know, we'll lose the core and you'll see a lot, you know, a lot more movement, uh, the salary cap and the, the, the super max and the lower max, 
for some of these players, you know, the way that a team is constructed is going to change a little bit. Uh, so free agency a little bit quicker. It's after year five, not after year six. Uh, there's a number of things that are in the CBA that are going to uh, probably create scenarios where players are going to have the opportunity to make more money. And in many cases, it's different than the old CBA in that it's significantly more money. Again, on the WNBA scale, if, if uh, you're, you're talking the old CBA and the max contract, let's say, was 117.5, um, you could go to another team uh, for, I think, only $2,500 more. That would be the most you could do. Um, and over a three-year period, that's less than ten grand. Okay, that's not a mover. Uh, now... If you have a team that can't fit you under a cap, you can essentially take a player and, um, you know, pay them, you know, get them towards a super, super max, which is, you know, this, this season, it's about $220,000. If you go, okay, well, another team can't afford me, but you know, they're going to pay me 170. That gap now over a three year period, that's 150 grand. So, so you're going to see more movement and, and, uh, uh, again, I, I that that uh, you know, the horse left the stable. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of player movement. I have uh, I come from that old school. <laughs> I like the you know the players that play for their teams and they play for their teams for their career. I, I that's the generation I'm from. I love that, uh, but I also know that the, the horse is out of the barn, so to speak. And and uh, you know this is the path that we're on, and, and let's all enjoy it. We'll get more into free agency wants and needs and processes next week. Uh, for today, I'll give Cheryl an opportunity for a final thought here. Once again, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. If you'd like to advertise with this show or any of the shows at TalkNorth.com, you can reach Karen at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. Uh, thanks for for listening. Thanks for to SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com and Cara Quinn. Final thought, Cheryl. You know, I just I'm so consumed by by um, just the the current events and 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 what what occurred in our nation's capital. And I lived in Washington D.C. for five years as a young person in my in my twenties. And uh, and and what we're seeing, um, I, I just um, you know, I, I I kind of you know live in this space of being incredibly disappointed, incredibly embarrassed uh, for our nation. Um, and and I hope that. Um, and I know that better days are ahead and, and you know, there's been uh, a lot of uh, great progress towards uh, positive change, um, but I'm just so disheartened um, by the number of people uh, that, that we're seeing at the Capitol and that there is no respect um, for, you know, the, the office of the president, uh, for the idea that the, you know, congressmen and women, that the senators um, you know, they have constitutional responsibility uh, to see some of those images uh, coming from the Capitol building, a place that, that I hold uh, really, really dear because of my time in D.C. Um, just r- really hard, really, really hard images to see. And uh, I hope that uh, we will uh, be uh, very, very uh, responsible and diligent in arresting and having severe penalties for those that did that is unacceptable uh, and we can't have that. We simply can't have that again in our in our nation. And, uh, you know, that's what my mind's on. And, and uh, better days are ahead. Yeah. And I will follow up on that by saying I grew up really a formative part of my youth, even though I moved a lot, was when I lived in Edgewood, Maryland, closer to Baltimore. But my parents, you know, my father was a, a service person and uh, my mother was a historian. And we went to D.C. all the time. I, I toured the Capitol building frequently. We walked around the grounds. My two, my my oldest and younger youngest daughter live in D.C. Now we go 
you know, we go to the Capitol all the time when I'm in town and to, to see the, the, the video and the pictures of how the seat of our government was treated by these Cretans yesterday was disgusting. And I, we got to make sure it never happens again.